475 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are still just hot in those Neon Dynasty draft queues, <laughs> or maybe you've busted out those new commander decks and you are battling them, we are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on this week's show, we are working our way up to the Neon Dynasty Championship coming up the weekend of March yeah. 11th, which is just around the corner. And by corner, you mean if we turn like each yeah. week, every time you go into a new a week, week, you turn a corner you're into the, the corner. next week. Yeah. So every month is just a square and <laughs> you always end up right back where you began. <laughs> like today is the last day of February. So we're cornering into March. Oh, OK. Surprise corner. Yeah. I mean, we're actually Tokyo drifting into March if you oh. want to get like kind of technical about it. So like every week is a corner. Yes. and Every month is a drift. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That's how we're all moving through time. On this racetrack called life. So we're going to get you ready with the formats that are going to be played in the championship. So when you're watching, sitting at home with your pizza rolls and your Coke Zero, oh wait, that's me, and you're watching the championship, you can uh, play along with the characters, the characters. (laughs) Wow. The players, I guess they are characters sometimes. Yeah. You know, hopefully they're like, you know, they're characters. Yeah. They got a lot of character. As they play in the formats of, we've got alchemy and historic. And this week we're talking historic. We're going to go over some of the hot historic lists. We're going to maybe wildly speculate about what we could see around the bend. Yeah. And there's some really weird stuff happening in historic that I'm excited to talk about. We've kind of just glanced on it here on the show, but some really fun and interesting decks in a format that is fun and interesting. So we're going to talk about it in case you want to hit those cues, just like the characters you see on TV. (laughs) (laughs) We'll also have some neon dynasties story time. But before we get into the whole show and all that shebang, we've got people to thank. Yeah. First and foremost amongst our people to thank are you, our listeners and patrons of the show. Yes. If you are a patron of the show, thank you so very much. And thank you especially to Patrick, our new patron for the week. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick. And thank you to everyone who supports the podcast over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic. We love all the patrons and I would love it, especially if you'd become a patron today on the day that you're listening to the show, because it's my birthday. Whoa. And I just think it would be the best present if people would become patrons for my birthday. And I have yet to wish Maria a happy birthday today. <laughs> so please do it. Someone in this room's a big old jerk. You can go to Patreon and put it in the message. You can even say happy birthday, Maria. That's your your patron message to me and I'll see it and be like, thank you so much. So wow. I'm just guilting happy everybody. I'm <laughs> just guilting everybody into saying happy birthday to me to become a patron, but it would be the best present, wow. honestly. Time means nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Time's not real. This is really not real. <laughs> oh God. Thank you as well to Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. A great place to get all of your magic gear and to my knowledge, they have yet to ever forget someone's birthday. <laughs> Card Kingdom, they remember birthdays over there. You can, you can check them out at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. That's the affiliate link to buy whatever you need for your magical life. Get yourself a box of Neon Dynasty. Get yourself some collector boosties for your birthday, yeah, you know. For like, your birthday. If somehow a collector boostie were to show up at our office, you know, and it said we'd happy be, birthday, yeah, Maria. Yeah, we'd be pretty excited about it. <laughs> uh, we love Card Kingdom. They're such a fabulous place to get all the stuff that you need. So if you're shopping for anything magic, we cannot recommend them enough. 
Oh my god. Happy birthday. I'm sorry. Before we get into all of the historic fun times that we're going to talk about on the show, we wanted to give you an update, a tournament report, and a limited update from what's been going on in Arena in the limited queues. Yeah. So uh, I took our own advice. Great. Which is not the first time that it has worked well for me. <laughs> Interesting. To listen to what we say yes. to you on the show. Yes. Um, my drafts have definitely gotten better. Great. I've gotten more seven and six win drafts. Thank goodness. Yes. Um, the 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 masterpiece, the piece de resistance. Ooh, I love a good um, piece de resistance of of these drafts. Is this um, this premier draft of? It's just a blue black ninjas deck that is perfect. Wow, it is absolute perfection. This deck is beautiful. It's incredible. It's okay. so good. Let's tell people what's in this deck. We've got two copies of Silver Fur Master, which is the Rat Ninja. That's yes. Makes a ninja lord. all of your ninjas better. Yes. You have two Okiba Reckoner Raids. Yep. The Rat Jacket. Rat Jacket. Two Network Disruptors, the 1-1 one, one Flyer that Perfection. taps. Three copies of Moon Circuit Hacker. I love that card. Great. It's, it's so excellent. good. Draw a card when it hits. Oh. If it's Ninja Suit End. Well. Amazing. Two copies of the Modern Age. Yep. Great. And look at this little advice you took from us. Two copies of Suit Up. Do you know what? It was great. I mean, this is Suit a deck Up was to play a great in. card. Yes. We last last episode we were like, what is this card doing? So ranked so I was, highly. I was so skeptical. There it is. Do you know what? It was excellent. You just trick people with it. You're yeah, like, yeah. I attacked. Boom, now it's a four five. Well, Block. how about that? I did at least <laughs> once kill someone when they thought they weren't taking lethal. Oh, yeah, that too. Perfection. Great trick. Gets the job done. Draw a card also. You've got Biting Palm Ninja in here. Twisted Embrace Removal. Invoke Despair. Yep. Ultimate Removal. Um, yeah, just... You this know is what? the perfect ninja deck. It was it was perfection. Um, it was seven one. I lost a match where I only had swamps. Okay, great. I and mean, do you know what? Yeah. Sometimes you only have swamps, man. That's, I mean, that's what you got to do in premiere. You're going to take one loss to your mana, probably. That's just generally what happens. So, so. <laughs> congratulations on figuring out draft finally. Thank goodness. Getting that monkey off your back yeah that simian sling off your back <laughs> um but I, I played in the arena open this past weekend yeah which was limited and so i was very excited to play in it i love the arena opens and i love them especially when they're limited so i hope they continue to do them um and on my second seal deck i got one heck of a banger you yeah, could say this is spicy i opened a fantastic pool which is kind of you know Part of what you need to do to get there. <laughs> it's true. Arena open. There's a lot of winning it's you have true. to do. Um, and I built a deck around Tamio Completed Sage. Thank you, oh, Tamio. So good. For showing up. So it's a green black deck, splashing white, splashing white for some other bombs like Lion Sash, which the card is really stupid. very, very good. Um, Kyodai, Soul of Kamigawa. Yeah. Card's great. And Fall of the Lord Konda and Sky Bless Samurai for a big flyer. Yeah. Um, and I had excellent fixing. I think that is the number one takeaway from this deck other than Tamio is yeah. that I had three copies of Uncharted Haven. Yep. Which lets you be whatever color you want to be. We got our greater Tanuki, the Nuki Nuki in there to find whatever land you need. I mean. Yeah. It, I never had a trouble with mana in this deck. That's really incredible because you are playing four colors. Yes. You're full on four colors. Four colors, two dual lands in here. Um, two copies of the virus beetle, which yeah. the little one, one that could, I mean, he'd I get, love that card get job done. Two copies of twisted embrace. The other most important thing is two copies of gloom shrieker. Yeah. To get stuff back from the graveyard, just buy back your bombs when they kill them. Do you have, 
<laughs> what? <laughs> Do you have any friends who are gluten shriekers? <laughs> this is what I heard gluten you say. Shri- Two gluten, gluten, gluten shriekers. Yes. Uh, yeah, we do have, have a gluten shrieker friend. Yeah, we do have a gluten shrieker <laughs> friend. If you have a severe gluten allergy, you are a gluten shrieker. Ah, gluten! <laughs> yeah. That's just how it goes. It's just, yeah. It's just a fun name for it. Yeah. So this deck was a powerhouse. I, I loved playing with it. It went seven and one. Um, It was one of those beautiful times when you just feel like invincible when yeah. you play a deck. It's gorgeous. What a great deck. And this is my first time making day two of an arena open. Yay! Very exciting. So I got to draft, come back and draft, which was very nerve wracking because you're drafting like at tournament level again. And when was the last time we did that? Never. Just like never at this point. Years ago. Um, so yeah, very nerve wracking to do a draft um, for stakes. I mean, $2,500 was on the line yeah. for this draft if you managed to get all of the wins. And what I ended up drafting was a green-white enchantment slash kind of vehicles deck, which you you might already be noticing the problem with yeah, me saying enchantment slash vehicles. E- you don't want to be splitting uh, no. hairs like that in Kamigawa. You want to really hone in on what you're doing and do it hard. And that did not happen in this deck. I would give this deck a D+. Plus. Um Maybe a C minus if I'm being generous. But I had two copies of Jukai Naturalist, the 2-2 Lifelinker that uh, discounts your enchantments. I had Blossom Prancer, the giant Mm 4-4. Ao the Dawn Sky was the great great best card in the deck, of course. Giant Flyer. Um, But like I mentioned, it just wasn't synergistic enough. It just didn't have enough good cards um, to be able to get the job done. So unfortunately, I only got one win with it. I don't really care. It was a really fun to draft for stakes. Got 5,000 gems for making day two. And I got to lose to the coolest deck that I've lost to yet. I have so much respect for this deck. This person, I mean, the chutzpah of this person. Is this this person appears to be full on five color shrines. Yes, that is exactly what they were. Incredible. Yes. Really good for them. I mean, I could not even be mad. I was sitting there like just slow clapping like you've done it. You're yeah. playing five colors in draft with all of the shrines. Yeah, it's amazing. They also had the really green nice shrine, work. Yeah, the white shrine, they did. obviously. I mean, it was uh, fabulous. Yeah, you can see in this screenshot, if you're watching the video, there are three shi- shrines in play right now, which yep. is the blue, the black, and the red. Yep. Which also, once that black shrine, once there's... <laughs> yeah, more than one. <laughs> once there's anything going... Yeah, as soon as you have more than one shrine and the, you have it, one of them's the black one, yep. it's just... It's lights it's out. It's brutal. How are you supposed to win through that? It is... It is absolutely brutal. So not only were they mowing down my characters with the black shrine, they were pinging me in the face with the red shrine characters. and milling. Did I say characters you again? Said characters again. <laughs> what did I mean to say? Creatures. Creatures. Oh my god! Why do I keep saying characters today? I don't know. Maria is. <laughs> Wow, Maria's that's weird. All, all about those blah, characters blah, 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 blah. today. I didn't even hear myself say that one. Ugh, and they're milling me the blue one on purpose. purpose. <laughs> it's like, okay, weird choice, but fine. Breaking news, Magic renames creatures to characters. Characters. <laughs> because of the new Netflix series. <laughs> also, this blue shrine right now is a 5-9. Yep, because it has a lion, it has a lion sash on it. Gorgeous. Gross. You, you can't even. I think it's the word. You can't even for. attack past that. Flyer. No, you, no. And I had Ao do? the Dawn Sky, and it's just like I guess I'm not as good as an O four. No, yeah. I was <laughs> like, oh, whoops. Uh. <laughs> My bad. 
So that was my experience in the arena open. Wow. What a great time. What a good time. Can't wait for the next one. I really love every single stuff. one of them. Um, but limited ones, at least once a set, Wizards, please and thank you. Let's get historic and talk about historic. Ooh, okay, Maria. Yes. There are a lot of things that are quite Quite the same. Yes. Uh, because the last time that we saw Historic was, of course, in the Innistrad Championships. Yep. We're at the... Which... <laughs> where a lot of characters played magic. Characters. <laughs> the last time we saw Historic was at the Innistrad Championships, where at, which were at... Why? Wow. Wow. The mouth betrays. <laughs> the last time we saw Historic was at the Innistrad Championships, which was, of course, back in early December. Wild. Yeah. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Eons. But, you know, we've only had Kamigawa Neon Dynasty Released, enter yeah. the format since then, which Historic is made up of everything that's available on Arena, so it's harder to make an impact there than it is in, say, Standard. Yeah. It's got to be really powerful to make a splash. So we see a lot of stuff that is pretty similar. Uh, one of the most popular decks right now is still Is It Phoenix? Yeah, this is a very, very powerful deck built um, to mirror decks that came before it, before even the Historic format existed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But people are like, guess what? Still good. Still good. Uh, this particular version version none other than sandy dog mtg Ooh, nice. used in a historic weekend event uh and went 5-0 with it nice. and you know you're just playing your your little buddies you've got your dragon's rage channeler your sprite dragon uh these cards that care about spells you have your arc light phoenix which you're trying to get into your graveyard with cards like consider and faithless looting and then get back out of your graveyard by casting all of those same spells yeah this deck is hits hard hits fast Mm -hmm. It kind of takes a, just a hot second to get its engine going, get those arc lights in the graveyard. But once yeah. it does, boom, 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 you're dead. Exactly. As soon as they start casting like just two draw spells a turn. Chartacors, and then all of a sudden ops, they're like, really? Yeah. You're like, okay. As soon as they cast their second one, you're like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm, uh, I'm in trouble. It's not looking good. Yeah, very, very powerful deck. I would be surprised if this was not one of the top three decks this weekend. Yes, I would really expect it to be pretty popular. Yeah, it's a, it's a popular deck for a reason. It's really, really good. Well, Megan, I brought up this next deck because I think this deck is your speed. Um, it is all control all the time, baby. Zdrigoš Kowalski tweeted out this deck, said he loved it in Historic. Um, it's blue-white control with Lotus Field. It's, you know, what else do I want to be doing? That's nothing. what, that's what I'm saying. This is what I want to be doing. This deck does nothing, and that's exactly what you want to do. <laughs> Um, look at oh! Look at all these hits. Narset Parter of Veils, big hit. Perfection, Divine Purge, new big hit. Yep. Great stuff. Teferi, Hero of Dominaria, huge hit. All timer, <laughs> Wrath of God, all time. Give it hit. the Oscar. Um, then of course we have some newer stuff like Shark Typhoon, hit, big hit. Hullbreaker Horror, get in the hit. deck. Yeah. And what, yeah. Lotus Field to make all the mana you could ever want. All the mana you could ever want. I, I love it. It's great. Um, what is discontinuity? I don't uh I don't know what this card does. A new a new card enters the arena or enters the historic arena, if you will. Discontinuity. Ooh, okay. This is from M21. Three blue, blue, blue. As long as it's your turn, this spell costs two blue blue, less to cast cast end the turn. <laughs> Great. So spicy. I love it. Yeah. End of the turn. Great. 
End the turn. What, what are we doing? We end the turn. Not only are you doing nothing, everybody's doing nothing. Everybody's doing nothing. By the way, if a turn is ended, like everything that's on the stack, gone. Gone. It immediately is just like, nope. Done. Goodbye forever. If yep. they had a creature on the stack, go to graveyard. Yep. You not. It, no. <laughs> it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't. It, it's gone. It's it gone. Go to graveyard. Well, this deck looks yeah. um, looks fun if um, you hate life. <laughs> And if there's anything that I hate, it's life. For your opponent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's a look at blue-white lotus field control. Um, unfortunately for all of us, Golgari food is still in the format. I mean, this is a delicious deck. Um, oh, very, very good. Intended. Very good. Um, then, of course, we saw a ton of players, most notably sort of the Japanese super team yeah. pilot in the Innistrad Championship, putting four people into the top eight, which is, which incredible. is just absurd. Uh, this particular version is won by Arya Karam Chandani, who will also be competing in the Neon Dynasty Championship. Yes. Winner of the VML twice. Yes. Um, and this is from earlier in the month, uh, where she took first place in a nice. historic event. Um, yeah, I, you know what? It's the classic. You cast that cauldron familiar, you put him in oven. Put, put cat in oven, profit. Put cat in oven. <laughs> Tiny little pings, ping you to death. Yep. Um, just as annoying as it, as it ever has been. Yep. Continuing to be powerful in the historic format. Um, it has a, uh, Loris as the companion. Great. Because all, you know, all these cards, especially Meat Hook Massacre. Yeah. It's nice. You can, you slip it under, you slip it under Loris's radar. <laughs> Loris is like, that permanent only costs two. Interesting. Oh, it get only costs, Sure, it, it costs yeah, two. Yeah, you can, I can play you in the main deck. And you're like, what? Okay. Trail of Crumbs here to be like, let me give you all the cards. Ravenous <laughs> Squirrel. Get big. So big, big squirrel. If you recall the Innistrad Championship, and we had a couple of mirror matches with this deck. Big, big squirrel. Which made huge ravenous squirrels. 30-30s. These squirrels were fatter than all the squirrels on my deck midwinter. Yes. Ugh. And those squirrels are very yes. fat. Yeah. Um, but also, the stack was a joke. <laughs> It was so all many triggers of the damage triggers, 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 triggers. It's like a stack yes. of like 36 things. Well, when you both have meat hook massacres in play, everyone yeah. gets triggers when things die. And it's all a wash. Triggers, 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 but triggers. But yeah, it's, it, that was some, very, some of the very silly moments of that yeah. championship. So maybe we'll see that again happening. Great. Because I, I had a great I time. Mean, we made Monty commentate it. Great, but also. <laughs> his brain exploded. But also, uh-oh. <laughs> Um, an oldie but a goodie, Azorius Auras is still hanging around in here. Also has Loras as a companion. Nice. Uh, do you know what? You have little creatures, you put auras on them. Yep. Classic. Get big. You know, I'm a fan of this deck, everybody. This is my deal. Put pants on things. Profit. Um, a core spirit dancer makes the deck happen. The reason for the season. Yeah. As is SRAM senior edificer. SRAM. Draw cards. Put auras on things. They get huge. You hopefully your opponents can't touch them and kill them. Esper Sentinel, this version of the deck is playing four copies of that card, which Ooh. helps slow down your opponent if they're trying to interact with your creatures and kill them before they can be, become big, enormous threats. Yeah. Um, which I think is a really cool new inclusion to this deck. Also gives you another boggle to put stuff on if you need to. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So um, Azorius Auras, the Azorius version fo focusing also on lifelink, which yep. can be really impor important in matches like a Golgari food match where you're taking a lot of damage. So we'll see if this can get anything done. I don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see that match. <laughs> I'll just be honest. I don't want to see it. 
<laughs> well, you might have to. <laughs> um, a deck that came to prominence uh, a couple of championships ago. Yes. Which was put together by a team that I believe had a bunch of players like um, like Autumn Burchett was on this team. Yes. I think Aria yep. was on this team. Um, Chris Patello was on this team. Yeah. Uh, five color Niv-Mizzet. This is a deck for you. If you like to do big just unbelievable things in magic that your opponent slow claps you for. It's great. And we all love to be slow clapped. Seriously. Everyone is, that's what we all want, right? We're yeah. all just interested in being slow clapped. There's nothing better than being slow clapped. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you want that to happen to you, play this deck. Uh, you know, it, it has every land that ever happened. <laughs> it, that has, <laughs> it has triomes. It has dual lands. It is just a... a you know, a plethora of one and two ofs yes. of every land that ever happened. Niv-Mizzet Reborn is the card that this deck is built around. Costs Wooberg, a giant 6-6 six, six legendary dragon flying. Yep. When it enters the battlefield, you get to reveal the top 10 cards of your library. And then for each color pair, you can pick one card in that color pair from those 10 and put it in your hand. Yeah, it's great. And this deck has tons of cards to exploit that like drown in the lock for a blue black expressive iteration for blue red justice strike for red white uh we also have stuff like vanishing verse now for black whites a nice removal spell you know just tons of stuff Coligon's command yeah, for black red draw what draw a million yeah. cards maelstrom pulse and like good cards too yeah the greatest Sick. hits yeah of multicolored cards they're Real in nice five stuff. color niv mizzet um, another deck that is a perennial favorite in here is Rakdos Arcanist. I love Rakdos Arcanist. This deck is a lot of fun, unless you're getting thought seized repeatedly, <laughs> in which case you're really mad about it. it you I know, mean, it varies. Yeah. Depending on the day, it varies for me which one I am. This deck is really fun to pilot, I think, is the main thing. Yeah. It's just a blast because there's always so many different lines of play that you can take with this deck. And it's... It's just versatile. I'll say that. It's versatile. Yeah. Um, it, of course, utilizes Kroxa, Titan of Death's Hunger. This is the black red for a 6-6. Six, six. Nice. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless it was escaped. But when it enters the battlefield or attacks, uh, each opponent discards a card. And if they can't discard a non-land card, then they deal, it deals three damage to them. Yeah. So yeah. this deck is great because uh, it plays around with the graveyard, which is really, really fun. Uh, uh, the hallmark card that you've got to know about, of course, is Dreadhorde Arcanist, mm -hmm. which is a 1-3. When it attacks, you can play a card from your graveyard equal to the power of Dreadhorde Arcanist. So you've got a lot of one-mana spells yep. that you're going to cast again, like you mentioned, Thoughtseize. Yep, Fatal Pushes in there. Yeah, so you're just like recurring stuff from your graveyard, doing it all over again, um, using cards like uh, Seasoned Pyromancer to also exploit the graveyard. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. I... This deck's just really blah, fun. Blah, blah, blah. This deck is fun. Blah, blah, blah. This deck is fun. Take our word for it. Yeah. Um, Heliod Company. This is kind of a newer one, but it's the one, you know, you you cast Collected Company, you get a bunch of creatures, gain a bunch of life profit. Yeah. I think Collected Company, once it came into Historic, everybody thought it would shake things up. It certainly did when it, when it mm -hmm. first arrived and everybody was playing company decks. Now I don't know how strong this deck will be compared to the rest of the field, but when Collected yeah. Company goes off, I mean you'll see why the card has been so powerful for so long in Magic the Gathering. Yeah, but this deck is notable for a lot of its two drops, like Trilisara Moon Dancer and Voice of the Blessed, which both Oof. get counters when you gain life. Heliod, which puts counters on anything when you gain life. Um, yeah, just 
you know, you want to you want gain life. Yeah, it, of course, has four soul warden. It's also running life. the scurry oak combo in here, which can just Ooh. make infinite squirrels. And yeah, you gain life forever. You gain life forever, and yeah, um, it's a very very strong deck when it assembles a combo. Of course, it's unbeatable. Yep. Um, collected company, the powerhouse behind it all. Um, yeah, I don't like playing against that deck because <laughs> I somehow always get scurry oak comboed out of the game every time. You know, sometimes it happens. This deck I put on the list um, is one I hope to see at the championship. I think it's really cool and weird. Um, and it's also very rude. And it plays enchantments, my favorite thing. So, of course, I had to put it on the list. Yeah. It's been around for a while, but um, I want to see if it can kind of make a mark at this tournament because it hasn't ever made a mark. Yeah. It's Celestia Enchantress. Yes. Which is, you know, you're drawing a bunch of cards off of playing a bunch of enchantments. Yeah. You draw... A billion cards with this deck. Sithis, the Hidden Hand, is a great... Harvest Hand? Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sithis, Harvest Hand, is a one-two that uh, you gain one life and draw a card whenever you play an enchantment, um, which is excellent because you want to yeah. keep your card engine drawing go engine going. You're playing a copy of nine lives in this deck, so you're it's a Ooh, prison deck. You're it. locking your opponent out of the game with nine lives plus Solemnity, which are two powerhouse enchantments oh, which lock your opponent out of the so game. So mean. It's so, so mean. mean. Nine lives says, if a source would deal damage to you, prevent that damage and put an incarnation counter on nine lives. When there are nine or more incarnation counters on nine lives, exile it. When it leaves the battlefield, you lose the game. Solemnity says you can't put counters on things. Yeah, so if you have both these cards out at the same same time your opponent literally can't win yes so you have thou has to become invincible yeah so that's that's a mean prison deck that's in the form of a cute little enchantment deck <laughs> next up is uh one of the decks that was a little bit of a hit right after yes. neon dynasty came out people found this combo it's mardu parhelion yeah this deck i played for a while on arena and it seemed like everybody was playing it because mm -hmm. it was just really really fun um, it's a little Mardu deck that uses Grease Fang from Ooh. Neon Dynasty, um, which is only three mana. And when you play it at the beginning of your combat, you can get a vehicle back from your graveyard to the battlefield yeah. with haste, um, which is absolutely absurd because if you manage to get Parhelion 2 into your graveyard, you can reanimate that, which is an enormous ship that brings along two 4-4 four, four angels that will yeah. attack with it, allowing you, in theory, to attack for 13 on turn three. Wow. If you're able to get Grease Fang out, Grease Fang can pilot the Parhelion. Boom, 13 damage on turn three if you're able to get Parhelion into the graveyard, uh, which yeah. is easy to do in a deck like this because there's lots of ways to discard. There's also Sky Sovereign Console Flagship, which is a just another great vehicle that Grease Fang can get back. Yeah. It's five mana for a 6-5 flying. When it enters the battlefield or attacks, it deals three damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls. So also not a bad turn three. No, not at all. Uh, you know, and deal three damage twice. Ugh, gross. Once when it ETBs and once when you attack with it. Faithless all looting right. that into the yard. Get it back. Smash face. This deck. Can, I love this deck. This deck is so spicy. It's really fun. I All I want to do. All I want to see is it doing well. Yeah. I hope somebody brings it this weekend. I hope it wasn't a flash in the pan because I do yeah. think it's really cool. And if you get hit with it, you're probably dead. 
Um, but it's a little bit of a glass cannon because if anyone messes with your graveyard, and there's a lot of graveyard hate yeah. in historic, you can't really do you anything. You can't do anything. Yeah. Um, but my question is, we have, of course, had a major shakeup, which is just at the very end of that long list of alchemy adjustments that they released. The very bottom, they were like, oh, BT dubs, yeah. Fires of Invention is unbanned <laughs> and historic, but now it costs one more. It's okay. now four in a red instead of three in a red. That was a huge powerhouse. Yes, it was an enormous player. Uh, but, you know, is it going to... Can people build something around it? Is it worth building around when it costs one more to get online? What's going to happen? I know. We're, I'm really we're, excited. We're so close to the tournament, too. Will people have time to test it and figure out if it's good or build the right deck for it? Remains to be seen. Yeah. Um, do you want to make a bold prediction now on what deck's going to take down the tournament? Ooh, you okay. said you're going to make a bold prediction. I am going to make a bold prediction. All right, let's be bold. Golgari food. Okay. It's well, going to be food again. <laughs> That's food. not a bold prediction. It's just a prediction. Okay, you're going What's with yours? food. I'll go with Is It Phoenix. Yeah, I'm, neither of these predictions no, were spicy. They were not bold at all. No, we they were failed. very run of the mill. <laughs> but what can we say? We're nothing if not very pragmatic over here. Well, we're, we talked to Historic this week. We're going to go over Alchemy next week. Yes. To get you ready on that format. Do you want to hear about it? Most people's answer seems to be no, but it's but they're playing but it. But they're playing it, so we will at least let you know. We'll give you the quick rundown yeah. on alchemy. And there's a pretty spicy deck in the list. Oh. Just saying, everybody. All right. All right. So that'll be Get next excited week. Excited about that. Yeah. All right, it is time for story time. Yay, story time. Uh, this is episode two of the Kamigawa Neon Dynasty story. In the first one, we learned about how way back in the day, uh, Kato and the Emperor were really good childhood friends. BFFs. Exactly. And it was really adorable. But also there are some tensions inside the Imperial City because Light pauses over here with machinations about like, we need to regulate all this tech. And it turns out that Kato and his sister's parents like di died because they didn't have like the appropriate tech. But then also Kato's dad like had tried to get black market tech to cure them from radiation poisoning. And obviously that caused complicated oh, feelings yeah, for sure. Um, and it all ended, it all culminated when of course the emperor was abducted by the man with the metal arm, but light paws and all the <laughs> desert. <laughs> Sorry. It's something yes. in my throat. Um, uh, light paws and all of the other advisors refused to believe Cato and instead it used it as justification for being further like mad at the futurists. Or another faction. The tech people. In Kamigawa. Yes. So now we fast forward uh, 10 years. Oh. Exactly. And we are in Tawashi, which is the biggest city, the one that lives under Boseju. Okay. Uh, who keeps getting bigger. <laughs> um, and Kato is, this is after the little prequel story that we had where we found out that Kato was a reckoner. Um, which is kind of like the Undercity Enforcers yeah. for bosses. And he eventually became a planeswalker when he found like the little Tanuki, the Kami of the Spark. Yes. Uh, which is now his companion, obviously. We know that Cute. he's been around in the multiverse. Yeah. And it seems like he's told his sister, Aiko, about being around in the multiverse. Okay. Uh, so he, his sister is a Kami diplomat still. She was in both of those stories that we talked about beforehand. Anyways, now she's a Kami diplomat and he's like, I don't get to see her that often because 
Things in the Imperial Palace are really strange since the Emperor disappeared, obviously. There's a bunch of rebels all over, and they want to storm the Imperial City because they're like, there's not even an Emperor, so why are we pretending like there's an Emperor? The Emperor disappeared. Um, and Kato's sister is like, you've really got to find the you've got to find the Emperor out in the multiverse. And Kato's like, I'm really trying, man. But I'm busy working for the mob. He's not working for the mob anymore. Oh, okay. That ended when he got the commie of the spark. Oh, and, okay. He's like, now I'm a planeswalker. Sorry, exactly. I'm not about this life anymore. <laughs> I'm Now I'm looking for, I'm doing the same, like, my own task of looking for the emperor, but now I'm doing it across the multiverse because I know that she is out there oh, amongst so, all of the planes. So he be walking? Yeah, he be walking all over. Oh, just going to other planes? He looking for the he emperor. Like, you, you seen an emperor around yeah, here? exactly. Oh, what, what an adventure. So, yeah, that's what he's been doing for a long, long, long time now. Ten years, so, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, But he runs into his sister, He or he goes and finds his sister specifically in Tawashi while she's there on, like, a kami diplomat mission. Because you need the kami diplomats because of the kami war that happened back in the day, right? A long, 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 long time ago, yeah. yeah. And now there's the merge gates, which is where they're trying to smooth this process of the, the physical realm and the spirit realm crossing combining. into one another. Yeah, exactly, combining into one another. So as that happens more and more and more... They need Kami diplomats because Kami are now all over the place. Yeah. Whereas once upon a time, they weren't. It was just people. And then there was the separate spirit world where Kami were. Right. Now, they're all slowly having to be nice to each other. (laughs) So that's why you need Kami Kami diplomats. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Anyways. And so we know also from back in the day that Kato, back when he was in the Imperial Palace, met the one futurist, um whose name was, let me, hold on. Drum roll, please. We all know who it is. We all remember his name. Uh, Tameshi. Okay. Um, so he met Tameshi way back in the day who gave him like the little crane drone. And that's who he met once in the Imperial Palace. Um, and talked about his backstory about his parents. And uh, Tameshi also had kind of like a similar story of knowing people who had needed access to tech and then didn't get it sure. because of all these regulations. And then he had also met Tameshi again in um, the Jukai Forest when they were searching for the Kami of the Spark. Okay. Uh, and so this is a friend of his now, right? This okay. is a futurist. Cato um, now identifies as being a futurist. Okay. So that's like kind of where his alignment is now. Do they people. have an, like a, an, um, an animal as their emblem? You know what? I don't <laughs> know what they, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, they're the futurists. He's a futurist. Tameshi, his friend is a futurist, but uh, his sister, Aiko is like, Hey, we saw Tameshi in the undercity talking to a man with a metal arm. <gasps> and Kato is like, <gasps> that's my best friend. How dare you oh. say something? Like, you're just trying to get me to inform on the futurists and inform on my friend. And it goes like, I'm not even supposed to be telling you this. I'm telling you because he's your friend and you should know what your friend is oh, doing. No. And if he knows the person with the metal, the man with the metal arm, you should probably talk to him because you're trying to find the emperor and that's your one lead. Yeah. So quit- and you've been like trying to do it for 10 years? For 10 mark? years. So like go confront your friend. About the fact that he's apparently in the Undercity talking to a gent with a metal arm. (laughs) 
I hope she should said Jen. I a truly gent do. With a metal arm. Uh, so anyways, uh, she's like, just, just know that. Right. Okay. And so Kato is like, I don't want to do this, but I guess I'm going to, he goes to Ottawa, which is the city in the sky of the futurists. Um, and he goes to Tameshi's lab and, uh, Tameshi isn't there. Uh, so he goes in or he watches, he watches him leave. He has a meeting. He watches Tameshi leave and then he sneaks in and is looking around in the lab. Um, he does like, he has like some cool tech that like allows him to disable the cameras or like put the cameras on a loop so that they don't show him sneaking in. Classic hacker move. Exactly. Very classic hacker stuff. Very fun. Uh, so anyways, he can't in, get into Tameshi's lab, but he goes to his office um, and there in the office, he finds out that he has a meeting. That's what he was leaving for. Uh, he has a meeting specifically like where is his he, meeting is somewhere, right? It's somewhere in he's Kawashi got on his, on his the, calendar. It says, yes. meet with the man with the metal arm. Yeah, <laughs> meeting with man with metal arm. Subterfuge is the subheading. Yes. Uh, so anyways, while there, he also sees a blueprint of this device that has like a little wire. It's like a chip, but it has ar- arms reaching out of it like a jellyfish. Chip. The memory chip. Yes. Which we now know is the reality chip. Oh, the reality chip. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, he, he doesn't, just, know, he doesn't know anything about that. He just like looks at this and he's like, I don't know what this weird thing is. So he's like, I'm going to go to this meeting in the, the Undercity to find out what Tameshi is up to. So he's stalking him. Yes. He's now following his friend. Okay, great. Uh, to, f- to find out what he's doing. And so he follows him all the way to a spooky warehouse. Great. This, uh, I can already see this movie. Yes, exactly. It's a huge spooky warehouse. And in the warehouse, there's like a bunch of people uh so he also he uses his little tanuki yeah with the kami of the spark because it got in the metal suit way back in the you know the um, in the forest yeah back in the forest story it like did the little merge with tech and is also a drone so he sends it flies in he the little tanuki <laughs> flies in and observes inside with a little camera that he can watch through so anyways very very cute but inside this giant warehouse I'm is just a imagining spooky floating bad record. guy lab <laughs> very bad stuff lots of like neon liquids lots of surgical instruments lots of really spooky stuff creepy uh yes they they there's like neon serums and then like strange metallic looking serums. That sounds like bad news. Mm. That sounds Phyrexian. <laughs> um, like metal and wires and right all this. Oh, I see. All this spooky yeah, I see what stuff. You're alluding to. Okay. Uh, and then there is none other than Jingataxis, <gasps> Phyrexian Praetor. Although obviously Kato doesn't know that. He yeah. just sees like a creepy one, alien looking one thing. Enormous, like one enormous boy <laughs> one enormous <laughs> spooky boy all right uh, he has like a really unnatural voice uh, oh. it says it sounds like ma- metal against metal Great. he speaks because phyrexians you know are yeah. modified uh so anyways they're it's, complete <laughs> yeah he describes jenga texas as like this monster made of chrome with clawed arms and a giant curved spine and exposed ribs and like pointed vertebrae you know how do they get to this point where they're like 
gosh, I probably want to be working with this guy. <laughs> I, right? I don't know what happened with Tameshi that Tameshi was like, you know what? This seems like the right this person to person work with. This person has it going on. Yes, we are going to align. <laughs> exactly. And um, Jinkataxis speaks in kind of like the, the mode of all the Phyrexians, which is very like analytical and clinical. Yeah. Uh, the fleshling's previous utility is irrelevant. Doubt and weakness must be excised from the whole. So much a Borg. Yes. Which also sounds like, right, Tameshi did have doubt. Yeah. And they're like, anyways. Was it was it you who had nightmares about the Borg? Yes. Yes. <laughs> As a child, two whole years, I was afraid to go to sleep at night because I thought the Borg were going to come. Yep. And invade the city and went in my sleep while I was sleeping. Still time. Could happen. Maria, not helpful. <laughs> because it was the time when, um, what's the one that I'm thinking of had just come out? Yeah, you're thinking of when Picard got first bored. contact. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. First contact, and the point of first contact is the Borg go back in time to before their right. first contact. Yes. So it's the it's like Earth in the past, not so ready for looked, this. It looked like our time, right? Yeah. It's not like the Borg fighting people in the what is obviously the future. No, it was just Borg our time. Our time, Borg. Spooky, <laughs> spooky stuff. Okay, I was too young to watch it, but. But here we are. And now the Phyrexian are all up in uh, Borgen all around yes. on Kamigawa. Uh, so anyways, so yeah, they're Borgen all around on Kamigawa. <laughs> and, but they're clearing out of this warehouse. We don't know why, um, but they are loading all of these like big crates. And Kato at first is like, that looks like weapons. And then he hears screams from inside of them. And they're Kami screams. And he realizes <gasps> no! that they've been experimenting on Kami Not like the freaking commies! monsters. Not the Kami. Um, and so they're packing up and they're leaving this warehouse and then oh. uh, the the Reckoners now are helping Jingataxis. Oh my God. Um, and so they're like, what do we do with this place? And Jingataxis is like, burn it down. Burn it. Burn it. Um, all uh, in Jingataxis, in Phyrexian speak, all evidence must be eradicated. Expansion of the work will continue in a more optimal you know location, what? courtesy yes. of the Fleshling. The way you talk even, I am into how you speak and yes. I want to be a yes. part I want to be a part of this. This sounds this great. Is. This sounds like really good stuff. <laughs> How okay. do you get to that point? So anyways, they throw the beakers all around and start burning down the warehouse. And Kato's like, oh no. And he runs in to try and find some like evidence before everything is engulfed. But he can't find ev anything. Everything's up in flames. And it turns out that also they stabbed Tameshi. Oh, well, yeah. They I full mean. on stabbed Tameshi because he was a weakling full of doubt and you must excise that from the hole. I mean, the, the, <laughs> they, you know, Jin Gataxis literally did say that. Uh, excised. You know? Uh, so anyways, Tameshi is like dying and he's like, I'm so sorry I, I lied betrayed. to you and I made so many mistakes. Well, yeah. And Kato was like... I can't like no I'm sad <laughs> okay and but Kato is like how do you know the man with the metal arm tell me what you know about the emperor quick before you die and Tameshi is I'll like I'll tell you one thing about it he's like no I'm dying uh but he Tameshi's last word is desert Ooh, so Kato right. does now know the man with the metal arms 
name. I mean, Tameshi was probably like, look, I could not have seen this coming. There was no clues that I was working with, with somebody a bad guy. evil. I just, I didn't know that guy was bad. <laughs> I just thought that he was a giant monster made of metal with a creepy voice and a creepy way of speaking. There's no way to tell. He but said, still a good guy. I could eradicate all the flesh. And I just thought, my I thought it was mine. <laughs> well, anyways, now the warehouse is on fire. Tameshi is dead. Things are bad. Well, at least... End of chapter two. At least he knows that it's Tezzeret. Yeah, exactly. He knows the name is Tezzeret. All, all, all in all, this story is great. I've been really enjoying it. Yeah, you were reading it and you were like, this is really good. It is really good. So I recommend it. If you're I mean, having a fun time hearing about it, yeah. go check it out. Even just listening to it, it sounds like a movie. Yeah, it is. It's very cinematic. Everybody, we're saying thank you to Ultra Pro for being our incredible sponsor. Oh, look at this. This is their their new holofoil playmat. We talked about this last week, but it's just so cool. We have to talk about it again because I can't understand how, how they it did it. Yeah. So they've somehow managed to make playmats with like diamonds irid- in it's them. It's like iridescent glitter. It looks like the, the... It's gorgeous. It's baked into the mat. It's not like this is going to come off or anything. No, it, feels, it is part of the per- process of making the um, mat. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. This That's is, all. Uh, we're showing the new secret layer art with the chibi planeswalkers uh, with all of them on one mat. Yeah. Um, and the fact that they have developed this new playmat technology is really exciting because it could show like up. This video doesn't even do it justice. You I can't, don't know how you to. You can't really see it. In re- I don't know how to do you this justice. You need it in real life to be able to see this thing. Get it in real life. In all of its glory. It's so cool. Um, Ultra Pro. Yeah, it's it's really, really, really awesome. Um, I just love that Ultra Pro is always like they have such great stuff and they're like we're not going to stop there though no. what if we always keep trying to always do better? be innovating yes always be innovating like this will show up on future playmats no doubt yeah. and if you want to buy this or any of the cool secret lair art that they have available on their gear you can go to their website and use the code glhf for five percent off your purchase five percent off I mean, G-L-H-F. if you needed a, the tiny little nudge to be able to let yourself buy yeah. a new playmat, hello. You can get these through the 18th, yeah. this new this new set of secret layers. So head on over there. Check this sucker out, man. Yeah, because check it out. New Capenna is releasing first in LGSs before it's released digitally. That's the next new set, everybody. Yeah. So you're going to want a new playmat when you head to your store for pre-release. If you've been like, it's great. I, I haven't been going to pre-releases or playing in person, here is a lovely here excuse is. for you to get exactly. a new playmat. <laughs> you need to show up ready to party. Well, everybody, thanks for hanging out here on this episode of Good Luck High Five. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. Yeah, we went through Historic. We got to know more about what's been going up on with uh, Cato and Tezzeret. Yeah, we are, have thankfully had some small amount of success yeah. in the limited queues out there. Woo! Hard to come by, but we got some. We got some of that success. Yeah, we did. Yeah, next week we're going to be talking alchemy and, of course, playing some Flavor Text Theater because we've got these collector boosties. Yeah. And I said that Hidetsugu is in one of them. And it That's better right. be the red Hidetsugu so we can make $1,600 when we yeah. sell it, apparently. Wow. That's what I mean, somebody sold it. One for? person, I do you hear it? Do you hear him? He's in do there. Do you hear him in there? <laughs> do you know what? Um, I hear him, but he's blue. Oh, it's a blue one. It's oh, well, only what blue, are you gonna but do? <laughs> I hear I'll him. I'll take it. I will take it. Thank you again to everyone who supports us on patreon.com slash GLHF magic. Come be a, become a member of our family. Yes. We would love to Thank have you. Thank you again to Patrick. 
Patrick. Our yes, we'd love to announce yeah. new members next week. You get access to our Discord, which is amazing, um, and our movie nights and our tournaments. Blah blah blah. It's a great deal. Blah blah blah. It's a great deal. Become one of our favorite characters as. <laughs> A member of our Patreon. And we we all know that Maria counts everything as a character yes. now, so it really means something to be one of her favorites. <laughs> Thank you to Card Kingdom and Ultra Pro for being incredible sponsors. We're working our way out of winter here. You yeah, know? we are. We're, we're one slow step at a time. To- one Tokyo drift at a time. <laughs> one, one Tokyo drift in one corner at a time.